0: was the night before podcast,
1: when all through the house, not an Ethan was stirring, or David on the couch. The movies were watched so the boys had their rest, after a long stint of jokes and stories and jest. But when they awoke, they promised they shall play the name that's Santa and have a battle royale, perhaps even exchange some bad and good flicks, and tell more jokes that will likely be shit. So sit back and relax, maybe go pee if you're fast as we're about to enjoy the holidays with Feature Cast. if you're not gonna participate in the bit <laughs> I- <laughs> sorry we uh, start again take
0: it from the top <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
1: oh. oh good morning david oh uh, D- david wake up oh, oh wake up what? Can you believe it? Look outside. What is that? It's hot it's life day morning. Can you believe it? Life Day? Life Day. We're celebrating life day this year.
0: What's life day?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How'd you sleep? Not good. Not good. No. Oh. I put all the plums over your head. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Is that the is that the bit? <laughs> uh, plums? They dream of sugar plums i just i put a bunch on your head
0: what is, what is this bit uh, good morning hey guys welcome
1: <laughs> welcome to the holiday episode of feature cast how are we doing good we're, we, I'm glad.
0: Well, we were waiting for a pause so that they could answer the question it's a call
1: and response type thing
0: I'm, I'm i'm not sure if the bit's over yet or if the bit's continuing or if we're actually into the intros The whole... We're
1: always in a bit.
0: The whole (laughs) thing is a bit. Hey, I'm Ethan. I'm David. Welcome to... Or... uh, Elfin.
1: No, that sounds like elephant, actually. (laughs) (laughs) David, what's your festive name?
0: Um... David. Uh... 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 Ja... Um... David... David Frost. Frost David. David Fro- Frost. Nixon. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, this is a movie podcast. That's what we do here. Uh, we're going to jump into some first impressions that are, uh, I don't know about you, about your first impressions, David, but not holiday related at all. <laughs> uh,
0: no, not even close. Yeah, so, so
1: first, Im- first impressions uh, is movies that we've seen for the first time. They can be classic movies or contemporary. More often than not, they're movies that we just saw that just came out. Yeah. <laughs> but they can be a
0: variety. They can be shows. They can be, you know, anything. Nice. Um, and we also have a special section of the first impressions at the end mm-hmm. called The Backlog. Yes. It? Which is a movie that we've kind of been sleeping on and we've never seen but we've always wanted to get around to. Yes. So it can be more recent, it can be older, typically tends to be a little bit older. Mine, this time around, are semi-older slash... I have two this time, but we'll get to that later. Oh? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, Do you want to kick off the first impressions, or... I think you should, shall I Alright, well, let's do it. So I just saw Todd Haynes' latest film... Dark Waters, which stars mm. Mark Ruffalo, Anne Hathaway, and then also got our boy from Midsummer, uh, William Jackson Harper. Yeah. Uh, it also has Tim Robbins and uh, Bill Pullman in there, and I gotta say, like I, I thought the trailer was like a was a weird trailer where like, like the story looked interesting to me, but like the editing of the trailer was just I thought atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um and there's been a lot True. of buzz about Mark Ruffalo's performance in this and like you can tell from the trailer he was giving it, you know. And Mark Ruffalo is always good. He re- he really is. Um I got to say I really like this movie. Like it is a definitely slow methodical uh, you know, investigative story of a lawyer that is investigating a chemical company for uh, possible negligence and wrongdoing. And it starts off as, like, this one small s- step like, for man. No, 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 not Apollo 11. Uh, it starts ah, off as, like, shit. this, like, one small case, and then it slowly builds and builds, and, like, it. it's a true story, first of all, mm, that spans okay. probably about 20 years. And it, it like, oozed... Like, it, it felt so similar while watching this to Spotlight, because I also saw Spotlight in theaters, and, like, the same feelings I had at that were, like, the same feelings I had in this, and, like, the same way where, like, Spotlight ends, you know, and then it has, like, that, like, running list of all the churches that were involved, this has something super similar, which is, I mean, it's a typical kind of way to end a based on true, you know, events story that, like, happened more recently, and it's... Kind of crazy, actually. I didn't. I didn't even realize how big this was. Um, and it's really good. Mark Ruffalo is fantastic. Also, I uh, would not be surprised if he got some sort of uh, Oscar attention here. Really?
1: You, you think it's it's that good for
0: him? Yeah, I think it's. I think he's really good here. But also, like, I mean, we both know that lead actor this year is gonna be fucking stacked this year. True. So He could sneak in there. He also could not, and it wouldn't be surprising at the same time. But I, de- okay. I think it's definitely a name that needs to at least be talked about. Not as a frontrunner, but at least as a nominee. Interesting. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I watched
1: a bunch of short films. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I include short films on my list. And it's the only way that I can have my list be a uh, big number. Because <laughs> David has big dick energy and always has just watches too many movies. Because he has so much free time that I don't... Comprehend how much free time he has. He's like, I'm gonna watch The Irishman four times. And I'm like, how? <laughs> um, I've only
0: watched it once. Like, <laughs> are you talking about your shorts as a whole like all of them? Or are you gonna be talking about one in particular? I am talking
1: about uh, a set of shorts. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, so this this is um a set of animated shorts uh from the uh, school Goblins, which is a French animation school. Okay, that is fucking amazing. Interesting. Um, there were uh, nine films that they released this year, and I watched all of them. So I'm gonna g- rapid fire go through them. Okay. Um, there was Oasis, which is about a little oasis. Some some stuff happens with plants.
0: Interesting. I, any any actual human characters? Yes. Okay. Two
1: of them. A young boy and a uh, maternal figure.
0: Are you getting arrested right now?
1: Am I? What? Oh, because you hear the police? Yeah. Damn. I got to go through these so quickly, David. There's so many. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Royal Madness, which is about a uh, washed up king that no longer uh, has any monsters to fight because he killed all of them. So his daughter tries to change that. Um, out of range, which is about a, uh, busybody who, uh, gets lost in the woods and finds it actually releasing dogs, which is a super dark, uh, slice of war, uh, about a man trying to escape the war and how he can't escape violence and dogs. And it's a lot emotionally, uh, Port la France, which is another slice of war, um, that kind of shows two opposing sides and how they're actually not that different, um, and have some personal connection between the two of them, uh, while still pulling a lot of punches. In Orbit, which is a lesbian post traumatic stress disorder in space, and really good. <laughs> an interesting. Um, there is Killing Time, which is a, a fun little animation about killing time, um, like. Mur- murdering the embodiment of time um okay. blind eye which is all about religious fanaticism told in a very inventive uh, and stylish way that is super fun and my favorite my favorite one protocol sandwich
0: i love it the is, name i'm not going to lie it is
1: such a good name you would you would really like it uh it is there are a few stories that I love that can only be told through the lens of animation. And this is one of them um, because of how it does visual effects and like as a narrative mixing different art styles. Um, it's really, really good. I would say most of these are ones that can only be told through animation. There are a few that could be told uh, live action, but I think they'd be a little less. So um, I would say all of them are, all of them are good. Um, there's a few that I didn't like as much, but there are a few that I loved a lot. Uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. They're all on YouTube for free. Um, some of them are actually in French, but they all have subtitles that are all accurate Hmm. and easy to digest.
0: Check them out. God damn. I just realized that the opening bit, Life Day, was a Star Wars bit.
1: Okay, yeah, let's go back to that.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was like, I'm, I was like gonna let you run through your shorts, and I didn't want interu- to interrupt because you had so many. And I was like, what the fuck was that Life Day bit about? And then, now I realize that Life Day is that holiday that's uh, celebrated in uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next uh, first impression? My next first impression is a little film by the name of Queen and Slim. Ooh.
1: I'm going to see this in the next two days.
0: Uh, it's really good. It's it's pretty fucking powerful, too. Uh, it's a directorial debut from somebody who has... I'm going to say the name, but from Melina Misakis, who also... It's, like, really weird looking at her IMDb cr- credits because she has, like, 60-plus credits, but almost all of them are, like, music videos. Uh, she also did a show, maybe two shows, actually. Mm-hmm. But this is her first feature film. Uh, and it starts Daniel Kalua, who's... Fucking phenomenal and as, everything as always. I, yeah, I've never seen him give a bad performance. Every single time I see him, I, I just love watching him. Like since since Black Mirror, loved him there, uh Widows he was great, us obviously, fantastic us, but uh get out. He was just kinda there in Sicario. Yeah, that's true. But he also like But if Sicario is
1: his worst movie. <laughs> That's a fucking pretty good <laughs> his <laughs> career. His
0: role in though wasn't supposed to be anything big. You know, like, he yeah. was supposed to play that, like, smaller, like, softer-talking, like, friend of, yeah. Back to Queen and Slim, though. Yes, yeah. uh, and it also has a act, actor-acting debut from Jodie Turner-Smith. Now, the movie basically covers, it starts off on a first date between two people who met on Tinder, uh, just at a restaurant in, like, immediately, like, it's surprising how good Melina Musakis is, is, like, with, uh, with depicting, like, personality through, like, small mannerisms, and just, like, the way each of them handles themselves and talks, you know? And it's really cool. Uh, and slowly from the first date dinner, late night snack, I guess, um, I don't, like, It's shown in the trailer what actually, like, takes place, but I don't, like, if people haven't seen the trailer, it's, like, such a good, like... First date kind of goes awry. Yes. And stuff happens, and it turns into, again, the trailer has this line in it where they call them the Black Bonnie and Clyde, and that's what it is. And it's these two people on the road, uh, and... On the run. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And you get to see <laughs> their interactions with certain people in different parts of the country. And this movie just does such a good job at like having these moments of suspense where you don't know how the person that they're interacting with actually feels about them and their impact on the country because their actions is having this kind of like uh, wave uh, effect on the, on the country. And rippling he, is what rippling. you for. that's what I was looking for hey
1: you can do, do another take of it
0: and you get to see how their actions are kind of having this, having this rippling effect throughout the country And nailed it <laughs> and it's it, like with a movie with this premise going into it I thought that it would maybe be a little too heavy handed with one message but it's again so surprising to see how it almost like shows both sides in a different way, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you watch the movie. Okay. But like, there are certain things that I feel like would just be such cliches in this type of a story. But it it takes it and it sh- shows it in a different way. It's really it's really good. Like at some points, it feels like it's almost like this like like folktale, like you know, like. Like this, like I, I don't know. It's re- It watch it. It's really good. This is in my top fifteen of the year so far. I don't know if it'll end there, um, but I really liked it.
1: Interesting. Um, I also have a, a film that's in my top fifteen and may may stay in, may not. We'll have to see how the year shapes out. Uh, this is the latest film from Pedro Almodovar, *Pain and Glory*. Ah, yes. Um, so this basically tells the story of a um, a director nearing the the end of, of of his life.
0: Antonio Banderas.
1: Yes, played by Antonio Banderas. And uh, the basic thing is is he has he has some ailments, both physical and emotional, um, that he hasn't kind of come to grips with throughout his whole life. He has. Uh, For instance, there's an actor that was in one of his first films that he hasn't spoken to in, like, 30, 40 years, pretty much since the movie came out, um, that he's had this kind of ongoing tension between. uh, And because they're re-releasing that film um, with, like, a special restored version, he wants to make amends, but he kind of struggles to, um, based on, like, his own internal... And interpersonal uh issues but there are also cases where uh a old uh flame comes back into his life mm. that was never truly like never truly came to the full fruition that it could have and it comes into question of like is it even worth trying to do that now mm. um it, it is it's really really good uh that's that's the first thing <laughs> um it's Movies that are kind of this... Movies about a struggling director or struggling artist that kind of have some semi-autobiographical uh, feels to them. I think a lot of them can come off as narcissistic in ways. Hmm. Or or too self-indulgent. And I think this one plays the perfect balance of... It's a wonderful character study. Antonio Banderas's character is so f- like, fully realized without needing to be fully explained, if that makes sense. So there, there are definitely like, the reason he be- he feels like a full character and a, and, a, and a full idea is because there's so much we don't know about him. We only get these glimpses as they're kind of slowly weaving in and out of the story. It's really good. I, I this is by far my favorite Antonio Banderas <laughs> performance, and I, I think that comes from like yeah. the Antonio Banderas I was introduced to when I was growing up. You had Zorro, you mm-hmm. had Spy Kids, and you had Shrek. You know, so it's these is very, uh, like charismatic and just like high energy, very physical work. I, and in this one, it's he is a very. Soft and reserved And kind of slow moving Man and you, So like the parallels are It's fascinating I are, really really enjoyed this
0: Are you telling me that this is better than Zorro? Uh, yes <sighs> Okay so you you dug this movie Yes You think I would dig this movie? I don't know Maybe Yeah I might check this out Like I, I, I think you know my history with this I had like tickets to this thing twice Never mm-hmm. went Just wasn't in the mood and I don't know the trailer I really just, liked it. it how slow is it because the trailer looks like it's dry like no I'm not saying it like in a negative way it's just like it just See, looks very slow it, it it's a movie
1: yes it can be slow but that's also kind of the point cool well I
0: what might try to a, I might just sneak that one in what you got on the docket baby so my last one is a movie that I literally just finished watching right before this I started it last night watched about half of it, and then it was, like, really late, so I was like, I'll finish this tomorrow. Okay. Um, It was, like, 4 a.m., so I was like, I, I got to go to sleep. Um, and that is a documentary called Wrestle. Mm. Now, the re- I, I never even heard about this until uh, the National Board of Review dropped its uh winners for their, their awards, and kay. it fell onto the top five documentaries of the year. So okay. I was like, interesting. And I was like, maybe I'll check this out. And it's, so, have you ever seen the documentary Hoop Dreams? No. Okay, so Hoop Dreams follows two kids in high school tr- who play basketball trying to, trying to achieve and get a... Two uh, dribbling dudes. What? Huh? <laughs> trying to get a college <laughs> uh, 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 scholarship for basketball. And wrestl- Wrestle is ba- literally that plot where it's following... The,
1: the same, but with wrestling.
0: Yes, where it's following four kids in one of Alabama's worst high schools. Like, literally the worst, like, one of the worst high schools. Um, and each of these kids has, like, a fucking really sad life. Like, a really, like, sad childhood, even though they're still children. And, like, the things that you are witnessing happening in their life as the documentary unfolds reminded me so much of Mining the Gap. Um... So much so where, like, one of the kids just found out that his girlfriend's pregnant. And you kind of watch that all happen during his senior year of high school. Um, another kid, you, you I mean, two of the kids, you see, like, it's so crazy seeing their, they, so they've run with the cops. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, crazy to think because, like, there's this documentary film crew right here, which is probably, like, one or two people, right? Probably yeah. two people. And it's, like, they're just there right on the side of the road as... Somebody's getting arrested that they were probably like in the car with. Um, Damn. Yeah, and it's it's really good. It it just feels so real. It feels like an absolute like like just a raw snapshot of like this small part of this small city in Alabama. Does it um, does
1: it still get the same intimacy that something like Minding the Gap did?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. I this is in my mind, like, right next to Mining the Gap. I think Mining the Gap is obviously a more personal story because it took, it, I mean, it was filming for 15 years or whatever, you know, where the kid who filmed it, filmed it throughout his entire childhood. Well, and it's his it's his very <clears throat> close friends, you know? Yeah, but this, like, I mean this She's thing a character. has, yeah, this thing has just such raw moments where it's like, I mean, the, one of the one of the characters is like definitely, probably bipolar. Uh, and he has, like, a, like very intense, like, mood swings, you know? And, like, I mean, he, like, fights literally, like, right in front of the school with the coach. And it just feels, like, super real. Where Like, you're watching and you're like, I don't know what's even going to happen. Like, I don't know if any of these kids are going to graduate. I don't know if these kids are going to make it to the end of the documentary before being put into jail because of something. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And, like, there's this one kid, Jalen, who's, like, just the nicest kid and he has like the saddest like i mean not the saddest story but like a very sad story throughout the movie um and it's just it's intense like there are some really intense moments here and the the i mean it's it's crazy because it's called wrestle you know it's about wrestling but the wrestling kind of just feels like this backdrop for to like show these kids like trying to pursue something and trying to get that you know college scholarship um it's really good it's really damn
1: good. yeah I recently saw a fantastic film, David. Oh. That's not what it's called. Oh. I saw Knives Out. Oh my god. This is the the latest flick. It's so from fucking From your boy good. Ryan Johnson.
0: It's a who done it from Ryan Johnson.
1: It is so so good. Um I'm just, I'm going to I'm going to go through read my review that I wrote for this one. Okay, And then I'm just gonna go off in a in a praise brigade. Uh, Ryan Johnson's incredible film has the perfect balance of subverting traditional who done it plots and still giving satisfying mystery payoffs. The comedy is incredibly sharp and never overly repetitive, always adding to character types and story beats rather than overshadowing the central story. The witty dialogue is insanely impressive and has this musical rhythm that is difficult to master and easily can come off cheesy, but in the right hands comes off as impeccably well done. Every single character is played wonderfully and easily could have gone overboard into the realm of farce, but are delivered with amazing talent and with strong enough motivations that they all feel genuine. And I really do mean every single character shines. Honestly, this is one of the best ensemble casts I've seen, a feat that, outside of Wes Anderson's work, is almost wholly unheard of in this day and age. I cannot overstress how funny, stylish, and enjoyable this film is. What Baby Driver achieved for heist films... Knives Out Achieves for Murder Mysteries. It brings a fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air to the genre, has fun with it, and packs enough style to keep it in your head for weeks and weeks and, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks forever and ever and ever. Much like what you need to win a the game of Go, this film is a masterclass in strategy, always being one step ahead of the viewer and keeping the game as enjoyable as possible. It's so fucking good. It's so good.
0: I've seen it twice. I'm going to see it a third time on Wednesday. Um... I love this movie. I love every single aspect of this. Like, like you said, like, there are, there's a fucking, like, three handfuls of, of, of people in this movie. Like, there's so many people in this movie, and everybody gets a substantial amount of time on screen, and then, like, everyone has their, their moment shine. Let's just, go through all of them. Dude, all right? Uh, let's do uh, it. Uh,
1: we, our main character, Ana de Armas, holy shit, she's fantastic in this. Yeah. Um, she has the, the this is incredible... Gag they set up with her. Um, it, uh, she, how was it described? Uh, a physical aversion to mistruthin'. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, she literally... She, she will vomit if she lies. Which is an incredibly like cheesy like story beat. But it plays so well into this. And they do so much with it. Uh, so she's fantastic. Uh, I, I just quoted him. But we have uh, CSI KFC himself... Daniel Craig, given a wild accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also have Chris Evans, who is uh, the the youngest brother that everyone else in the family hates. Um, you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who is this kind of stern and powerful entrepreneur, although did she really do everything on her own? Uh, Michael Shannon, who is b- basically has... Little to no control over his life, but really wants to. <laughs> um, Don Johnson, who is this kind of swarmy, neoliberal type, um, you know, who is talking about the importance of, of immigrants while still, like, uh, without him even kind of fully realizing, giving his empty dishes to an immigrant, just expecting them to take care of it. Yeah. Um, Tony Collette is this like Gwyneth Paltrow type? That's all like you got to get your energy in. Um.
0: <laughs> Her character was <laughs> probably the biggest surprise from what I was expecting.
1: Uh, just real quick, you also have Christopher oh, Plummer but... as as the patriarch of the family who dies at the beginning, kind of setting everything into motion. Um, you have Lakeith Stanfield uh, as as a lieutenant, uh, Catherine Langford as this. Uh, uh, college kid uh, you have jaden martell who is so fucking funny <laughs> without doing anything <laughs> um yeah and it's just it keeps going on from there yeah. it's so it's so so good yes i can't get over how good this movie is it is it is honestly if you like if you liked baby driver you will love knives out it is exactly the same like tone and energy, in a completely different style
0: while still having a lot of style. I think *Knives Out* is like if I had to pick a movie out of the year that I would recommend to literally everyone, mm-hmm. it's *Knives Out*. I yeah, think *Knives Out* sure. is the perfect crowd crowd pleasing movie for every single person. Like, there's yeah. nobody I know that I don't think would enjoy this movie. Yeah, nobody. it's it's insanely good, and I it's like, it. and it's not even like. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, it's it's just a popcorn flick. But, like, it's not just... Like, it's so smart. It's so smart. Like...
1: Yeah, it's... It's wonderful. (laughs) It's so good. Let's let's jump ahead and let's go back in time. To to 2005. To... (laughs) We're going to go to our backlog. David, you introduced this uh, yes. segment already, but it's uh, movie movies that have been on on our shelf waiting to be watched for a minute and a half. Uh, some of them are contemporary. Some of them are classic. But again, there's still fallen first impressions. We have this specifically so we don't just get bogged down on new movies so that yeah. we have a reason to go back and watch, You know, whether they're films from a few years ago. Because I think especially this time of year... It's so hard to kind of be like, oh, I should, I just want to watch this movie just to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like... It's all a fucking numbers game at this point.
0: There's no joy left in me. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhat, it's pretty un- unfortunately true that like, I don't think I n- generally put on a movie that's like, not the in, like been in this year of release, you know, mm. except for when I do it because I watch <laughs> a lot, a lot of fucking movies. I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> So what do you have? What do you have for your backlog? This. So time? Ethan, I think you were the one. I leaned so far. Ethan, I'm gonna I'm gonna start that over because I was like leaning all the way back with my arms up stretching. Uh, it's, this is all staying in. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I believe it. Um. So when we had talked earlier, you said that you were gonna have two backlogs, and I was like, Oh, should I have two? And you're like, No, unless you can make it fit. David, make that connection. I don't have two backlogs. I only but have you, one. You said you were gonna have two. We're keeping this. I said maybe. You, okay. Well. It somehow turned out that I watched two movies that were both on my backlog, and then I come to find out that they're both fucking connected. Okay, let's hear it. So, the first one I watched was A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, which is... (gasps) Okay. What?
1: what? I'm just, I'm so curious as to if it's not A Nightmare on Elm Street film, what it could possibly be that connects. You'll see. You'll see. I'm So, so excited.
0: Obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 is a, you know, a classic amongst horror films. Yeah, Wes Craven, he, he, he done did it. Yes, uh, you know, the amazing character of Freddy Krueger, played by Robert Englund, is phenomenal. And in 3, I think 3 is, from everything I've heard, this is my first time watching it, from everything I've heard that this is, like, the best sequel. And for all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, you should only watch the odd numbers. I've heard that the even numbers are kind of trash. <laughs> Um, so, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, uh, also gives us our acting debut of Patricia Arquette, which is kind of crazy. Um, and it, you know, it follows, like, so the first one, the first Nightmare on Elm Street follows a group of kids in high school who are, you know, being, being chased, you know, attacked, haunted by, uh, Kruger, Freddy. And the third one, I feel like kind of takes, like, the... an interesting step forward in, like, that mythology, I guess, where it's following a bunch of kids who have been having that but then have also been put into basically a psych ward uh, to deal with what people are just thinking is just, like, their, you know, craziness. Um, And the kids, you know, learn how to battle in their dreams, hence the name Dream Warriors. And I got to say, like, the first one I feel like the first... Nightmare on Elm Street is a lot better, I think. You know, the first one has, like, some of the most iconic shots from, like, a horror movie ever. Like, Mm -hmm. the glove coming out of the bathtub. um, The wall, like, the elastic wall. Fucking great. Uh, And this one, I feel like, is leaning a lot more into Freddy's one-liners a lot more. Which is, like, the start of him really just becoming this like one-liner machine and in here he's still i feel like he's perfectly not perfectly balancing but he's balancing a little wobbly with the scariness and the humor of what Freddy is later just you know a stereotype of right um and it's fun you know it's good it's not (laughs) both of my both of my backlogs this year or this this time around were kind of good but not as good as I had hoped and had heard they were, and I think that's just an expectation thing. But you know that's life, and you know. Oh well. Should I go into my next one now, and then yeah, we can just do both jump here. jump into it. You so the connection. Right? So the other one is one that has literally been on my list for so long. I've been trying to buy the Blu Ray. There is no Blu Ray. Can for this you tell
1: movie. me what it is, and then I'll see if I can guess the connection.
0: Yes, you can. Perfect. The movie is 2005's red eye they both have something spooky on a plane no there's no plane in nightmare in elm street 3 so red eye stars rachel mcadams killian murphy and who knew it brian cox is also in this thing Uh, now the reason that this movie had always been on my back had had been on my backlog is because killian murphy's fucking awesome you know rachel mcadams is also awesome but like i was on a Binged for Killian Murphy content, and I was like, "Oh, this looks awesome! It's got pretty like solid reviews. It sounds pretty interesting." And then I I, I put it on because it just hit it at HBO. You know who it's directed by?
1: Is it Wes Craven? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? I know. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I didn't know that. Um. Uh. So Red Eye. Uh. It's a, it's a it's a tight little movie. Eighty five minutes long. I would say two-thirds of this takes place with Rachel McAdams and Killian Murphy on a plane, and, you know, stuff happens. Like, it's Mm -hmm. really just, like, a talking piece, you know? Trying to, like – it's like a chess game, you know? Until they get off the plane, and then I don't really like the movie. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, when they're on the plane, and even when they're in the airport before they board the plane, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in. Like, I'm into it. Like, I like those, like, chessboard piece movies where, like, She's moving her pieces, but Killian Murphy sees that and he makes his moves too, you know? Like, it's really fun. But everything that's happening outside this plane sucks. Uh, like, I'm just not, I don't give a fuck about any of it. Like, I I don't want to say this because, like, it's not really a twist, but, like, I don't know. It's kind of a twist. But I'm just, I just don't care. Like, the main thing is that Rachel McAdams has to call her hotel because she's, I guess a manager at a hotel and she has to get a guest moved from one room to the other. And that's like, that's like the big thing. That's the big, that's the big cheat, the big piece on the board. And I'm just like, okay, I don't really care. Like, I don't care about anybody in this hotel. Honestly, I care about Rachel McAdams because she's Rachel re- McAdams. And it's really fun to watch Killian Murphy do his thing because he's, J- he's always good. Yeah. Um, but everything else, like we, there's uh, some stuff with rage, Rachel McAdams dad, who's played by Brian Cox. And I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't care. I don't feel, I don't feel that, you know? I'm feeling like this, like, suspense thriller aspect of it on the plane, where things are like tight, you know? It's really, it's like, it's right there. You're literally Mm -hmm. seat to seat, elbow to elbow. Everyone's running on a plane. It's super close, you know? It's right there. And then everything else is like, I don't, I don't care about that stuff. Like, it's not even interesting. So, kind of disappointing. Like, I was really with it until the end. I was like, I, I don't like any of that. You know? Yeah. Have you seen this movie? No. Okay. You don't, you don't feel like I spoil anything, do you?
1: Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to watch Red Eye. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't, like...
0: <laughs> I, I It's one of those ones where, like, it's a weird one to be on my backlog, but it just... It's always been a movie I've been, like, trying to seek out for so long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> yep, that's Red Eye. <laughs> so, David? <clears throat> David? It, yes?
1: I have a very special review for this, for this movie I saw from my backlog. I think, I think you'll like it. Uh, so I finally got around to watching Trainspotting.
0: The, oh shit, that's right.
1: The Danny Boyle film uh, that pretty much cemented Ewan McGregor into the fucking Hollywood stratosphere. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all about doing heroin and just having a, having a whale of a time. Or having an awful time. Sometimes at the same time, it's pretty wild and it's really good. Uh, mm. It it's famous for its opening monologue. Um, I think that that's one of the most famous things from it. Uh, so I've written my review in the style of its most famous scene. <clears throat> should I do? Should I do? Should I do the accent,
0: David? No. Nope. Nope.
1: Choose train spotting. Choose Danny Boyle. Choose Ewan McGregor. Choose this for backlog. Choose a big fucking TV to watch this on. Choose popcorn, listening to feature casts, reviewing us on iTunes. Choose five stars, Patreon. Choose heroin. Choose maybe not doing heroin. Choose definitely not doing heroin. Choose climbing into toilets. Choose flinging shit at your family at the breakfast table. Choose comedy. Choose finally getting around to watching train spotting for your backlog, even though you've heard the choose life speeds hundreds of times already. Choose Ethan as your favorite host choose movies, <laughs> choose train spotting pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> uh that I love that speech by the way, the choose life yeah choose <laughs> maybe definitely not doing heroin <laughs> um it's oh God, this film is so fucking funny, and I was not expecting it to be as funny as it was um there it, there's a few films. That I will laugh out loud to, like, audibly, like, fill the room with my joyous laughter um, when I'm alone. You know, I think comedies are really easy to watch with a group of people. Yeah. But there's a few that will really get me no matter what. Uh, Knives Out was another example of that where I was, totally. I was dying the whole time. This one, I could not stop laughing. And some of them were because there was a, like, an actual punchline or a funny moment. And some of it was just pure shock. At, like, the lengths of which it goes. Because the way that it <laughs> kind of portrays the extremities people will go to get their heroin... <laughs> is so, like... you, It portrays the severity and, like, extremity of it... While still being really funny and enjoyable. So you literally have Ewan McGregor climbing inside of a toilet to pick up pills... Like literally, like you see his legs go down, like yeah. <laughs> into the toilet, yeah. like all the way into the toilet to find it. Um, yeah, it's it's use of like visual, meta, like gags and like almost not almost absurdism, but still, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a film that knows it it can do wild things to tell its story, and it chooses to do those. Choose wild stories. Um, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I thought about watching the second one, but I ended up not having time for it. Oh, that's right. That's what the second one yeah. was going to be. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll I will eventually watch that. Um, but man, this was so good. Ewan McGregor is fantastic. All the side characters are fantastic as well.
0: It's really, really good. So this is one of those movies that when I saw it, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll give it a second chance. I haven't. I've only seen it once. And I did not dig it the first time. Like I didn't not like it.
1: David, he, just, he flings shit at yeah, everyone at the table, and that's so fucking funny. It's just, I don't know. I don't worry about it, love. I can do your sheets. No, I really don't think you should do my sheets. I can do the sheets. Oh, don't even worry about it, love. I can do the sheets for you. No, I really don't think you should. No, come on, give me the sheets, love. No, really, I
0: don't think you should. quick, <laughs> quick.
1: Just shit everywhere it's so fucking funny
0: um (laughs) that's train (laughs) spotting yeah it is so what are we doing for our next piece are we gonna do the well as you can
1: tell from the last little bit this is definitely a a holiday episode (laughs) (laughs) um you know it is the season we're gonna get merry on you motherfuckers Uh, so we we devised a few different bits. Um, so we we have one that we kind of split and like gave each other some presents. We also have one that like I prepped that you don't have the answers to, and you there's one that you prepped that I don't have any of the information about. Let's just kind of get into it or whatever.
0: Which one do we want to do first? Do we want to talk about the movie first and so then go into the games?
1: Yeah, I think that's fun. Um, so, uh, uh, man, it's so close to first
0: impressions, huh? Maybe oh. we should maybe we should do a different one first. Do we want to do mine first? Because mine's probably gonna be a little shorter. Mine is just your typical old battle royale. Oh shit, we're going into it, baby. Yes, yes we are. Um, so we got your we got a bracket style. Okay. Uh, battle royale mm-hmm. with eight fighters. Okay. All pulled from. Christmas movies. Uh, I, this is a crazy energy you brought. You've you've made it a battle. What is battle royale? I mean, it's to the death. It's to the death. It's more of a bracket royale. <laughs> uh, so I have a pen. So you might hear me scribbling as okay. we pick people to go to the finals to be the the victor of okay, this. Okay, alright. So let's, let's kick it off with yeah. our first match. We got John McClane from <laughs> Die Hard. Okay. This is, a, this is a heavy hitter right here. Uh, yeah. Versus. Buddy the Clown. <laughs> Buddy the Elf. I wrote clown. I don't know why I wrote the clown. Okay, so Buddy clowning the Elf. Around. Buddy the Elf from Elf. So so they're fighting, right? They're fighting. Yeah, well,
1: John McClane's gonna kick this tall dude's ass. You don't think Will Ferrell's got no. takes? Will Ferrell's too fucking sugar out on his bad spaghetti.
0: Well, he's he's gonna be so <laughs> fast, though. John McClane has guns. <laughs> I'll just write the gun, moves on. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was that. That was the easy one. John okay. McClane okay. is a. But we get a little bit more myth, myth, mystical as mm. we go on. Okay. Uh. Not 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 this one though. Actually, this one's a very fucking. This is another heavy hitter in this one. Okay. Let's go. Kevin McAllister oh, from shit. Home Alone. Versus Willie. From Bad Santa. Oh fuck. So we got, we got one kid who's, like, a ruthless... I think they're, like, a perfect match for killer. each other, huh? And we got a criminal. We, yeah, oh, like...
1: Literally, basically a wet bandit.
0: Yes! But, like, a better wet bandit because he's actually successful. That's true. Like, so he's been long-conning this for so long. Kevin did beat the wet bandits, but what if he had the wettest bandit? Willie. Hmm. <laughs> a wet Willie. <laughs> what if he was up against the wet Willie? <laughs> um... I know who I'm going with here because the kid's a straight fucking killer and he uh, took out, he took out know. two. Because I think it really all depends on. You got to remember, do you remember those were, those were thieves
1: in a PG movie. This bad he Santa.
0: Isn't an R movie. Straight it's up true. fucking like disembowel this motherfucker. But let's just picture Kevin McAllister in an R rated version of home alone,
1: but he's still a kid. I don't think he's ready for like.
0: You didn't see better. Watch out, which is basically the R-rated version of Home Alone.
1: I people get I'm, I'm going up. I'm going bad Santa on this
0: one. You're going bad Santa? I think he's just going to
1: straight up beat the shit out of this kid. You're probably actually right. What realistically just what would thinking, happen? He'll just, is he would just throw a Molotov in there. <laughs> he'll he'll swig half the bottle. Yeah, that's one thing you have to be and then concerned throw about. The though, rest of it <laughs> is what
0: if he's too what if he's too drunk?
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, Alright, alright I, I will give it Kevin McAllister by a slim margin
0: Kevin McAllister moving on Alright, now we're really getting Into our mythical
1: okay. Section
0: We have Jack Skellington Okay Versus Jack Frost Which Jack Frost? Jack Frost Michael Keaton Jack Frost Ah ah. I'm going Jack Skellington. A, Jack, I mean Jack Skellington is just like the you know embodiment of Halloween, but Jack Frost is literally a, a a, a snowman, uh, brought back from the dead.
1: Right, and the other one's already dead. But I feel like th- there's enough. Like Jack Skellington can like fuck his shit up. This dude just wants to be a good dad again. But what if he was like? Think about this the battle? motivations. What? But Jack Frost, his motivation to survive is to be that good father. Right, and the other one really wants to be Santa Claus and will
0: fucking stop <laughs> anyone in his path. You're right, Jackson, I want to move on. All exactly. right. <laughs> All right, we got our final match of the first round. Okay. We have the Grinch. Oh. Who stole Christmas. Which Grinch? Versus Um, um classic Grinch. Classic Grinch. Like OG animated Grinch or o- Jim Carrey Grinch? No, no, no OG animated. Benedict Cumberbatch animated. Grinch. <laughs> no. Versus Santa Claus from Rise of the Guardians. Russian Santa Claus. I don't know enough about Rise of the Guardians. You said he's what? Russian? He's Russian. Pretty sure he's, he's rushing always Russian. He's forward a little to the loaded. next round, I bet. <laughs> Dude, he would 100% is. Dude's wielding like a fucking axe. He's oh, a straight. Warrior. Oh, Rise of the Rise of the Guardians is the Avengers of like. of, of, of fucking. Of, Holiday characters? Of, Yes, holiday people. That's wild. Easter Bunny's got fucking grenades. Holy shit. Eggs Alrighty. that are grenades. All right. Our fighters have moved on. Okay. Now we move on to our semifinals. Our first match is John McClane, the cop who invaded a hotel that was being invaded. He was actually just at the hotel for a party. <laughs> yeah, I but don't
1: think he invaded it.
0: Well, he invaded it. He, at some he did point. some
1: light breaking in entering but I would say it's justified.
0: <laughs> die Hard Five. He, I think he invades something. <laughs> in
1: oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Which, uh...
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> versus Kevin McAllister,
1: the kid um, who can kill. I don't think John McClane would fight this kid. You think John McClane's gonna allow? I think he's too to good. Uh, he's a good guy. Here's what we will do. Here's what we're going to I say. think he's a cop that isn't going to beat the shit
0: out of a kid. The battle location for this is Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> but Kevin McAllister has an hour of prep time. Oh,
1: shit. Um, but, okay, but John McClane gets in through unconventional ways. He doesn't get in through your run of the mill ones that Kevin would have prepped for.
0: He goes through the fucking, like, air ducts. Yeah. He's very smart. Yeah. And, again, he does have a gun. <laughs> That's true. Plus, the we've only seen John McClane in Die Hard one. Now, but does he have Samuel Jackson helping him? Mm, are we talking about Die Hard three here? I am hmm. talking about Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, no, no Samuel, no Samuel. This is not. A, this is not. A I'm still gonna go John McClane because he has a gun.
1: He has a gun, and I he gets in through unconventional ways that I don't know if Kevin <sighs> would have thought to trap.
0: Yes. Plus, like, let's be honest. John McClane could also just like stay in the corner and wait for. Kevin McAllister. Just call his mom. That's true. Fucking <laughs> just his ass. All right. He's a cop. Now, He'll just get the parents. We have a grudge match here. Mm. We have Jack Skellington, who, in the movie, fucked up Santa Claus. Fat Santa oh, Claus. Oh, shit. Not jacked, axe-wielding, Santa Claus think who he is currently against.
1: I think Santa Claus is gonna beat him because he's just gonna really him Jack Skellington isn't the one that beat Santa Claus. He had to get the boogeyman to do it, and the boogeyman didn't even do it.
0: That is true. So he's Jack Skellington
1: couldn't even beat normal Santa.
0: So there's no way he's fucking up with Russian
1: yeah. axe
0: wielding Sanny. All right. The got... smizanya, Skelly boy. <laughs> uh, I really think you should watch Rise of the Guardians. I feel I think... like I should. Um <laughs> Let me put it on real quick. Now we got John McClane, (laughs) NYPD, retired, versus Santa Claus from Russia, Siberia. That's pretty wild. Axe wielding, drinking his eggnog, extra protein loaded, ready to roll. I mean,
1: like, John McClane's been through some heavy hitters before, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, but they were normally. But he's Germans. still
1: definitely human and can get hurt. And but I don't know if Santa Claus can get hurt by gun. Little uh, boy can get hurt
0: by gun for sure,
1: but I don't know if Santa Claus get hurt by gun.
0: John McClane has been to Russia. Uh huh. And it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Do we? Do we? Are we? Is it too typical though that Santa Claus is the victor of the Christmas? Spe- battle but when royale? he's got an
1: axe and a Russian accent, I feel like he probably would beat John
0: McClane's ass. That, that's probably true. Your first Christmas battle royale. Like I think Victor yeah, John McClain's is
1: underestimate him.
0: Is Russian Santa Claus? That's
1: incredible. He did it. Did did you did you expect that to be the outcome? No. <laughs> oh. Um, so this, uh, the segment that we did together was a uh, Cinema Santa we did. We did a gift exchange, David. We gave, we gave each other one present and one lump of coal. One good, one good movie,
0: one bad movie. Both of which we had never seen. After seeing the ones that you gave me, I feel like I at least gave you like, I gave you like a, a present, but then I also feel like my lump of coal was like. A squishy lump of coal, coal, like it was still like a fucking like pillow plushy, you know. And <laughs> like keep yours, you a whole
1: sack of coal, baby. You let's, gave me like let's
0: start uh, with the good ones. So you gave me a movie that I have been wanting to see for a while, mm-hmm. and it is uh, called Cold War, yeah. which is you know Powell, quite Pawlowski like film. Yes, directed for Beast director last year, right? Yeah, he got nominated for best director uh, as well yes. as best cinematography. Uh, yes. And that is the thing I loved the most about this movie. Damn, pretty movie! L- it's a fucking gorgeous movie. Like cinematography, a plus. The the fucking framing in this movie, triple a plus. It's a plus. So...
1: You remember when you did that
0: last episode? Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. No. Oh. Nope. Nope. That, that was last episode's thing. It can't Fine. be this episode's thing. Fine. Um. And it tells the story of. I mean, there's like, I feel like there's like the very like base level and there's like the very like deep level, you know? Yeah. Uh, s- uh, story that's going on here. Oi, <laughs> <laughs> But it's essentially at its core. A... Hi, hide,
1: Oi, hi, oi, a, a, uh,
0: a, a romance no, no. between a singer and kind of her. Like a talent scout? Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, basically. But he also, like, composes. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like saying talent scout is, like, limit, limiting to what he does. But, yeah, essentially he's talent scout. It, that's what he, we are introduced to him the as. A music organizer? I guess. Is that a thing? Maybe. Are you just combining words? I've never been to <laughs> Poland. <laughs> I mean, accurate. Um, <laughs> and... And we kind of follow like this movie. How long? I didn't realize it's an that this hour movie and a half. Going, it's a tight ninety. No no, 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 not 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 length. How long does like? Oh, the time span takes, of the film. Yeah, it takes place over like several several years. Yeah. Um. Also, it's still a tight ninety minutes, which is it's sick. it's a very tight ninety. It's 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 gorgeous, and I think my one issue with it, which isn't even like a full issue because I, I really enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. is that. The the romance, I feel like I just, I I feel like they were two characters who talked once, and then the next thing I know, it's like, wait a second, they're a thing. You know how I feel about that, huh? Oi (laughs) oi (laughs) oi. I just wanna, I wanna set up this next movie that you watched. Mm, Yeah, what did you give me? I gave you one of my favorite ten dollar budget movies ever. (laughs) Uh, and it's, is that really the budget? I feel like the budget was more than ten dollars. No, I mean, but the budget, like, it's very low budget. The budget's probably under, I don't know, I don't. Even, it's super low. Mm-hmm. It's one of like the lowest budget movies, probably.
1: Also fits after. into a category of movies I know you find interesting,
0: which is single room. Yes, yes, it does. Or
1: single location, rather.
0: It is, so the movie is The Man from Earth, mm-hmm. uh, and it it takes place with a handful of colleagues from a university. All of different,
1: all of different studies. You have some that are uh, yes. psychiatrists. You have some that are biologists. You have some uh, more faith based curriculums, mm-hmm. um, and, and they they all get together because a a professor that they've known briefly is leaving, but has kind of set up a strange proposition, um, in terms of uh, of a revelation of sorts that they yes. take. They spend the whole night and. Mm-hmm the whole movie pretty much dissecting and trying to come to amends with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and it's very strange. I, yes.
1: It is. It's, so- it's high concept in terms of like the, the idea that is presented, but it's delivered in this very kind of nuts and bolts way that is endearing. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously, so everything takes place in one night in this one house and it's just talking. There's just, the, I, the biggest form of action is nothing, <laughs> like the biggest form of action is uh, <laughs> pretty much saying like what if I had a gun and shot you,
0: J.K. It's a it's a pipe. <laughs> so there are like when this when this movie is doing what it does, which is the people having their conversation, you know, our main character laying out mm-hmm. what he's laying out. And people trying to poke holes in it or just dissect it a little bit more or understand it more. I love this movie. Like, all those aspects. But then there are some things where, like, you can just, like... You can tell that, like, the budget's zero dollars here. I think... And, like, there's... What? I think
1: that there are some, like, points of that conversation that work and some don't. I think there are certain characters' perspectives that just don't... That seem that they weren't delved in as much as they could have. Kind of untapped potential. Um, there's, there's one person that kind of creates a narrative with it that just is perfect the whole time, you know, where mm-hmm. it's the like, well, no, it doesn't make sense to us right now, but when does it, anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. And kind of really this...
1: explains it for the audience as well.
0: Yeah. There, I mean, there's, so there's something that happens at the tail end of the movie, which not a fan of... It could have been completely left out, and I would have probably enjoyed the story more. Yeah. Um, um
1: it, It's it's shaky, but it's high concept enough that I kind of forgive it for not getting it
0: perfect. I also... This is the movie that, like, if I could just, like, write a blank track from a Hollywood studio and get this made with, like, real actors. Like, imagine, like, Michael Fassbender in that main Oof. role. Yeah. Like... I just feel like if you got like real actors and like a real like I would still keep it in just one house, but like some real like a real cinematographer. uh, You know what I would love from this? I'd love to see it as a live production. A play? Oh fuck yeah! It'd be so good, and you could do it so easily. I I think I would have preferred that. (laughs) Um, They made a sequel to this movie, and I don't think I ever want to watch it. (laughs) I yeah, Uh, Holocene, The Man from Earth, Holocene. I think it's called. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Awful title. really bad uh I might watch it at some point just because I feel like I should like I really I really like this movie a lot just curiosity's sake yeah I don't think it'll be good and I think it'll be a very big disappointment mm-hmm. um my, but my friend told me about this movie like several years ago and I was like fuck i I'm so into this this is like my my kind of like can put it on and just listen to it and really enjoy it this is this is a
1: movie that if it wasn't for you in this segment telling me to watch it, I would have never watched in my yeah. whole goddamn life. Oh, David, I'm excited. So uh, we also decided to do a bad movie, and I think you gave me a movie that was just kind of bad, and I gave you a movie that was really bad. But yeah. also, that's the reason why I gave you Cold War because I knew you would really fuck with Cold War and that you'd enjoy <laughs> it <laughs> to make up for the crime I committed. <laughs> Ethan, so you had me I mean, watch. I want. I want to say. I want. I'll quickly go through through this one. And then I'll let you finish off with your... You poor, unfortunate soul. I'm so sorry, David. But I'm also (laughs) not sorry at all. It's very funny. Um,
0: (laughs) I feel like I had you watch a modern classic.
1: I disagree. I I didn't like your movie that you gave me.
0: And not
1: in a unintentional way, you know? Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of bad movies. So you gave me 2019's The (laughs) Velocipaster. Which I will say, dope-ass title. really good title. (laughs) Really, really fuck with that. Um, But, so I think when it comes to movies that are mainly appealing for, like, cheesiness or bad production choices, there's kind of two different and distinct camps they could fall in, right? So on one hand, it's projects that use those B-movie tropes in order to kind of satirize and entertain, you know? Like Black Dynamite or Kung Fury, uh, or Garth Marenghi's Dark Places, which is one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other hand gives us projects that kind of start, they, they started out well intentioned and like serious, but were made so fucking haphazardly <laughs> with it was just no, no actual thought or wisdom put in that their awfulness is what becomes charming about them. You know, so things like Birdemic, The Room, or Troll 2. Um, I don't think this one kind of fits a place in either, you know? Um, there, there, are some, there are some jokes that I think land really, really well. Um, there's, there's a point where uh, something traumatic happens to the lead character and it just cuts away to just the, the space. And then there's just a text that says, uh, VFX car on fire. Or <laughs> there, there's a point me. later on that there's another text related bit that just says, she's fine. Um, those all really come off really really good Um, but others are kind of overplayed and lazy and not quite in a self-aware poking holes in itself kind of way it's just like oh you just didn't have a better idea and I think it is a low budget like an actual low budget film not a film that could have a higher budget but is intentionally being low budget yeah, like I, there are a lot of things in this that I'm like, they really couldn't even if they wanted to. Um, yeah, I don't know. So there, I just want to say, I want to. It's like a big gumbo, but and some of the flavors are good, but then they also throw in like birthday cake, and it's like, oh,
0: it's just soggy, soggy, sweet bread. I don't like this. So there's ninjas in this movie. There sure are, David. And at the ninja camp, there are like two characters who are actually having dialogue right mm-hmm. and then there are just two ninjas in like the classic ninja you know uh outfit and the first time you see them they are just they are punching the air <laughs> they're just straight punching the air like no movement just punching the air mm-hmm. and there's this terrible sound effect to make it sound like a real punch and then we what, cut back to the same we've scene. We've seen that
1: bit before. They did that then, bit in Kung Fu- uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. They did that in
0: but, Kung Fury. It's it's the, they've done it we, so many times before. But then we cut then we cut back to the same camp at like a different point in time. They're just kicking the air, standing in the same location, just kicking the air. I just and that see, got but me. my my thing is,
1: I've seen that same bit before. But you know, know just I could, that background? could be a fucking YouTube skit. Were they in the background? Yeah. <sighs> Not this good. And it, but it's, it, but it was intentional, and that's the thing that it doesn't come off as charming, you know.
0: Um, I also love the potato there, when outfit. that
1: stuff when that stuff happens in real movies. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> I dug this movie. I had fun with this movie, like in a te- in a terrible way, right? Mm. And I feel like. You you didn't like it because it wasn't, funnily enough, terribly terrible. I just,
1: I don't know. It, it's the weirdest sequel to First Reformed I've ever seen.
0: And that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, David,
1: what's the real special treat I got you?
0: I watched uh, a terrible movie. Mm. Not as bad as Freaked like the Star out. Wars Christmas special. Oh, it's up there. Uh, I watched Mack and Me. Mm. Delightful. Um, what the fuck is this movie? Break like, it down for me, David. What is this movie? So, uh this movie is about uh a little alien species. Mm-hmm. So like, let, let's just roll back. This movie opens up um in a 2001-esque <laughs> opening. Uh-huh. It sure does. Uh with these little alien creatures who are humongous. They're fucking giants. Um, I did my hands up In the way too (laughs) And then One of the little dudes Comes back to earth And uh And And then he like Pops out of the spaceship And he runs across The fucking hall And I'm like Wait a second Did we just do The alien chestburster Run across the Ground Scene Mm -hmm. And then And then And then he He finds a boy Dude I don't even This First of all who designed... Who designed...
1: The this aliens?
0: Movie? Yeah. God what himself. Who the fuck are they? <laughs>
1: They're so weird image.
0: Like, they look so bad. They have like blown out cheeks. Weird, terrible. Terrible eyes. Terrible mouths. Everything is just so weird. They're long and lengthy. Then we meet our main character. And I'm pretty sure he dies when he goes off of a cliff. Like... <laughs> our main character is... Are you a, talking is about a,
1: when he's in the wheelchair? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, he's always in a wheelchair. He he. he right. True. True. <laughs> um, our main character is in a wheelchair, uh, uh, and he he's rolling down a hill, and then he like goes off like a two hundred foot hill, mm-hmm. or cliff. L- fucking cliff! It's a cliff! It's a mountain! Straight into water! And I'm like, dude, you're fucking dead, a hundred percent dead, right? Little did you know. Uh, he's not, and little alien bro saves him. Little boy. <laughs> like and then they put him in a teddy bear costume oh, yeah. and, and he's dancing <laughs> oh.
1: i don't why did you just gloss over the bit where he gets hit by that car and gets all flat like a pancake
0: i didn't know how to explain that because i just thought it would not make any like saying that you're like wait what and it's like <laughs> literally they like he he jumps on a windshield and like a really bad like cartoon animation where they just stretch him thin like paper thin across the entire windshield and I'm just like that was the point that was the point where I was like okay I'm officially like
1: into this
0: like, no but uh yeah it's fucking terrible it's tell me about the McDonald's scene he's in a bear suit and he's fucking just gotta eat the McNuggets in a move he heard on the, the McRib is back okay first of all we gotta so they're like Wait, we can't have him in public, and they're like, "No, no, don't worry. We put him in a bear suit. Everyone thinks he's just a he's just, just a, a bear." bear. <laughs> and then the bear like starts fucking dancing, at, like all over this McDonald's. I'm like, "What kind of fucking bear is this? Like, no mechanical <laughs> bear just just dances." I this movie is so bad. It's just like it's no. There's it's not. Do you like this movie?
1: I love it. It's so fucking funny.
0: It's just so. It's just this so... is the
1: perfect. T- like bad movie type for me oh this is just because like they it. were trying to do E.T. and boy oh boy more like P.T. the fucking uh uh Silent Hill game
0: <laughs> this was just painful this I feel like this is this is gonna be the thing where I like at the end of my life I'll be like I wasted an hour and a half <laughs> Watching Mac and me. I've watched it multiple times. It's Have so really, fucking funny. Um, the bubblegum bit is really, really weird. It's just all no, so th- weird.
1: But it's, it's so funny to see the cinematic ties where they just tried directly ripping off E.T. The bubblegum is their Reese's Pieces. Oh
0: my god. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Everything
1: it's, is intentional
0: and everything is bad. It's really bad. It's so um, fucking funny. I I I hate this movie. I this, but the shot, this shot this of ru- the kid
1: fucking barreling down the hill
0: in his wheelchair, knowing he can't stop, knowing he's about to die. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I feel like I feel like a lot of this movie. If you just like messed with the score, you could totally turn this into a horror movie. Right. Oh, it's so fucking funny though. It's so good. Dude, he was a bear. <laughs> he's just a bear um he's he's something that's for sure uh ethan do you know what time it is recorded
1: live in front of a studio audience at the very sunny north pole studios it's the holiday quiz show (laughs) I hear ding and think thin thing with you. I say it's lovely weather for a quiz time together with you uh, Hello everybody It's me, Ethan. Hi, I'm the host. It's the <laughs> holiday quiz show everybody. It's everyone's favorite time of the year where we get our quiz hats on and our candy canes out, baby. <laughs> our what? Gonna get our candy canes out. David, whip out that candy cane! <laughs> I got three different categories for you today, David. Are you ready? Come on down. <laughs> All righty, first contestant. What's your name? Where are you from?
0: I'm David. I'm uh, from uh, Sony Side, Michigan. <clears throat> and what do you do for a living?
1: Um, movie podcast. Alright, great. So, our first category. <laughs> Alright, we're going to start off pretty simple. This is a numbers game, David. Uh, we're going to be going through some box office bundle. How well Ooh. do you would you say you know uh, the box office, David? Fairly well. Incredible. You know, uh, so, here's the here thing. Go. <laughs> I'm going to give you the grosses for, for our first the category. Grosses? Um, grosses? Yes. Here here are the, the number. Uh, that was earned by the top three holiday-themed films. Now, this is going off the domestic box office, David. So, don't try and play those international numbers. Because you're going to get it wrong, big boy. <laughs> Alrighty. So, the third highest grossing holiday-themed b- film at the box office made $260.04 million. Oh, what movie was it, David.
0: What was the number again?
1: 260.04 million dollars. Domestic box office. Hmm. 5 seconds on
0: the uh, clock? Oh god. Um
1: 3 A 2?
0: Christmas Carol. Incorrect. It is How the
1: Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, everyone's favorite Jim Carrey as a as a green angry man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two, David. Uh, we're already down one point, so I don't know if we're gonna win today. Uh, this film made two hundred and seventy point sixty two million dollars domestic box office. Well, what's that movie?
0: Was it two hundred and seventy point six
1: two million? Correct. Two
0: hundred and seventy point six two million. Five seconds. Um.
1: Three.
0: Two. Um, one. Oh, oh, uh, oh, Home Alone.
1: It is not Home Alone, David. This is Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. That's right, another Grinch one. This is the 2018 one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Did you know it made that much money? I didn't. I didn't, I know, didn't that. know that. That's weird. And finally, huh. the highest grossing holiday th- themed film. With a whopping 285.76. Million dollars. Oh, what's that movie? 285. Point. Five seconds on mm. the clock. Fuck. Three. Two. I'm gonna roll. One.
0: With my same answer Home Alone. One. Home Alone and board. that's
1: a winner, baby. We got a winner. You got one point so far. <laughs> Home Alone is the highest grossing holiday-themed film domestically. Congratulations. Again, that's not adjusted for inflation as well. Now, these movies made a lot of money, but other movies cost a lot of money, David. Mm. These are the most expensive Christmas movies. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. At number three, this film cost $154 $154 million. Where's that movie? Five seconds um, on the clock. What was it? Three. Uh, Polar two. Express. Incorrect. It is Rise of the Guardians. Five. Rise of the Guardians. Shit. Number two. This film cost $170 million to produce. Hey, what's that movie? Five seconds on the clock. Three. Two. One. Polar Express. That is correct. It is the Polar Woo! Express. It cost a hundred and seventy million dollars, which is a lot of money. But there is one film that cost even more, David. Huh. And let's see if you can get it. This film cost a hundred and ninety million U.S. dollars. Well, What's that movie?
0: I'm going to go. Cost more With.
1: than Rise of the Guardians and the Polar Express.
0: Uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas.
1: Five seconds uh, on the clock.
0: Fuck. Um,
1: Three. God damn it. Two.
0: I'm just blanking so hard. One. Uh, Grinch. How the Grinch felt Christmas.
1: It's Disney's A Christmas Carol, the Jim Carrey
0: <laughs> film. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Alrighty, so let's see, let's see, obviously numbers aren't your your strongest suit, so we're going to move on to our next category, David. Uh, You did win two, which is enough to move you along to the next category, luckily, it's a pretty low bar. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Name That Santa. How the game works is I'm going to give you a brief description of a Santa, uh, and you will get points if you can name who played him and in what movie. <laughs> does, the, does the game sound uh, sound fair? Let's do it. Alrighty, we're gonna start off pretty easy. Alrighty. The host of Tool Time, this Shaggy Santa, wants to give presents to all from infinity to beyond. Uh, name that Santa.
0: That is gonna be Tim Allen in um, well, Santa Claus. Absolutely, you
1: got it. First, this Santa delivers in New York and L.A., then he delivers to Antarctica and Little China. While he is very famous, hopefully his ego doesn't get ahead of him. A name that's Santa.
0: Oh, I know this actually. Mm -hmm. That is going to be the Christmas Chronicles. As played by Kurt Russell. Absolutely.
1: We're two for two so far. They are going to get a little trickier. While this Santa's brother is known to hang out with animals, this Santa would rather look at fossils with Jeff Goldblum or win some gold with Gandhi. A name that's Santa. Again, you have a uh, point for getting the it, movie and the actor.
0: So, it's it, I can get two points, mm-hmm. is what you're saying? The actor's going to be um, Dennis Quaid. In? <sighs> Searching my memory banks for an answer. <sighs> Five seconds on the
1: clock. Five seconds on the clock. Three, two, I don't know one, and that was Richard Attenborough in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the nineteen ninety four remake. So no points for that round. all oh.
0: right
1: alrighty. Wait, wait,
0: wait. What was the, what was the clue of this guy? While
1: this Santa's brother is known to hang out with animals, this Santa would rather look at fossils with Jeff Goldblum or win some gold with Gandhi. All
0: right, continue. so
1: he directed Gandhi. Yeah.
0: Yep, Which she won no, an I Oscar it, for.
1: His brother is David Attenborough, uh, who is most known for his Planet Earth series. Uh, and he uh, played uh, Professor Hammond in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. All right. All righty. You see, you see they are getting a little bit trickier, huh? Yep. yep. This former assassin knows all the hottest spots to party. Despite his background in law enforcement, his connection to fear is very strong. Name that Santa.
0: His connection to fear? Mm
1: hmm. That clue again. This former assassin knows all the hottest spots to party. Despite his background in law enforcement, his connection to fear is very strong. A name that Santa. Mm. His connection to fear. Five seconds on the clock. Three, two,
0: uh,
1: one. I don't know. Final answer. Nick Nolte. Incorrect. It is Bill Hader in the Disney Plus original Noel.
0: God damn it. <laughs> I just want to see Nick Nolte be Santa now. Very good.
1: Good night, Mr. Reindeer. <laughs> Alrighty, we have two left, David. Two left. Shit. This Santa really hates... Lemons, rushing, spiders, and pandas. But beneath that rough exterior is a warmth that will melt not in your hand, but in your mouth. Name that Santa. Again, one point if you can get the actor, and a second point if you can get the movie. That hint again. This Santa really hates lemons. Rushing, spiders, and pandas, but beneath that rough exterior is a warmth that will melt not in your hand but in your mouth.
0: Fuck! What is that from? Oh my god! <laughs> what was the opening banana one? Uh,
1: no bananas.
0: <laughs> There's no banana line in that. This
1: Santa really hates lemons. Lemons. Rushing, spiders and pandas. But beneath that rough exterior is a warmth that will melt not in your hand, but in your mouth. Fuck. Name that Santa.
0: I don't know. What's the... I need Five know seconds that on mind. the clock. I don't... Ah. Three. Two.
1: One. Final answer? I don't know. It I is J.K. Simmons in Claws. The Netflix original Claws. Fuck. Now... Uh, This Santa really hates lemons uh, as his role of Cave Johnson in Portal 2, Rushing uh, in his Academy Award winning role in Whiplash, Spiders as his Academy Award deserving role as J. Jonah Jameson, and Pandas in his not at all related to the Academy Awards role as the villain in Kung Fu Panda 3. (laughs)
0: Oh my god, I didn't even know he was the villain And in that. also,
1: this motherfucker does play the yellow M&M.
0: Motherfucker. To
1: this day, for decades, he has been the yellow M&M. Which melt That's... in your mouth and not in your hand. Alrighty, this is the final one, David. Not looking so good on the scoreboard. Despite a strong start, it seems he got a little lost as the game went on. Let's see if this last one will do it for you. Bark 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 woof bark bark wolf woof bark, woof bark woof bark name that Santa Again that hint for you is bark 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 woof bark bark wolf woof bark wolf bark name that Bruce Santa Bruce Greenwood <laughs> In which film?
0: In Bob's Broken Slay.
1: Is this your final answer?
0: Yes, it is. Okay.
1: Uh, that is Santa Paws in the films Santa Buddies, The Search for Santa Paws,
0: and God Santa Paws to
1: the Santa Pups. That was a pretty good guess, though. <laughs> All righty, we have one final category on our game show today. Uh, David, it looks like you just squeaked by with enough points to qualify you An for An additional this, two. For this final one. Uh, this, this category is called... Buck Wild or Bold Whimsy? I'm going to give you a description and title of a holiday film, and you have to tell me whether it is real or fake. Uh, I'm going to start off with an easy one, as it may have been previously mentioned already. (laughs) Is it Bob's Broken Sleigh? Alrighty, this is the 1998 film Jack Frost. (laughs) A father who can't keep his promises dies in a car accident. One year later, he returns as a snowman who has the final chance to put things right with his son before he is gone forever. A few things to note that may help you <laughs> in determining whether this movie is real or fake. Number one, you've seen it. <laughs> Number, <laughs> <laughs> Number two, uh, Michael Keaton is the titular character. And finally, the tagline for this film was he was the world's coolest dad and he's going to prove it. Uh, David! <laughs> Real or fake? I'm gonna go with real Oh did it. You got it right. Congratulations. Yes. Who would have thought? Alrighty, it's gonna get a little more complicated from here on out. This is the nineteen ninety six film, Santa with muscles. An evil millionaire believes he is Santa Claus after an accident renders him amnesiac. A few things to note, David, that might help you along on this mission to guess whether it is Buck Wild or Bold Whimsy. Hulk Hogan is the lead actor, and Jordan Belfort is executive producer. As in Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. <laughs> this is this Buck Wild or Bold Whimsy, David? Real or fake? Fun. That's fake. This is real as shit, no, baby. Not. Woo! <laughs> what? Alrighty. This next one. Santa Claus. Or, as it was originally titled, Santa Claus vs. the Devil. This is a 1959 film. With the aid of Merlin... Santa Claus must defeat the evil machinations of the devil pitch to ruin Xmas. Okay, a couple of things to note here. This is a Mexican fantasy film that was redubbed for American release, and also in the film, Santa runs his operation out of his toyland castle, which is in space. Is this Buck Wild or Bold Whimsy? Real or fake?
0: I. I. I'm only going to say this because I hope it is true. That is real. 100% correct. This
1: is a real ass I, flick, I, baby.
0: I gotta see that. that looks so good.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, we have a spy called Saint Nick. This is a 1981 film. A down on his luck spy gets set up with a new agent as a case takes them to the North Pole. Alrighty, a few things to note. The film is narrated by the lead actor Michael Gillian. But he only talks in third person, with no apparent reason for the same actor to also narrate. Alright? Also, Santa has a candy cane that is actually a gun. Again, that is the 1981 film A Spy Called Saint Nick. Buck Wild or Bold Whimsy?
0: For the same reasoning as my previous one, (laughs) I'm gonna go that's real.
1: This is fake! (laughs) I have made it up. There is no film called A Spy Called Saint Nick. It yet. sounded like a <laughs> fucking porn parody. Like. <sighs> Alrighty. The title at least. Final final one, David. Alright? Let's hear it. If you get this right, you will have one today's quiz.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Let's hear it.
1: This one is a nineteen sixty-four film with the title Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. All right, so the Martians kidnap Santa Claus because there is nobody on Mars to give their children presents. Okay, a a, a few things to note, David, to to help you in this decision. All right, the writer, Glenville Merrith, has no other writing credits whatsoever. And this film includes the first documented appearance of Mrs. Claus. I, the fake. This is the 1964 film. This is Buck Wild. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Is this Buck Wild or Bold Whimsy, David? Real or fake?
0: Is Buck Wild real or is Buck that the Wild fake? is real. Bold oh, Whimsy fuck, this, is fake. This is Bold Whimsy. You think this is fake? I think so. Alrighty.
1: I regret to inform you, David, but you have lost our quiz show what? because Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Is a real-ass film. And I've seen awesome.
0: it, and it's beautiful, David. How do you feel? Um, I feel like that entire section was bold whimsy. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> uh,
1: well, thank you for joining us on our holiday quiz show. I have been your host, as always, Ethan uh, Good-At-Sex-Harris. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Incredible, David. What you what? How did you feel about our segments? That was great. Time? You
0: really killed that. That was very good. <laughs> that was very very good.
1: That was so much more effort than I should have put in.
0: <laughs> How did you find out about some of those movies? I did a lot of research. And the Jordan Belfort sucked. one isn't that is, wild? <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> um,
1: there was another category I thought about doing, and it turned into to, turned out to be way more research. Uh, I wanted to see how many versions of a Christmas Carol you could name, um, and there's well over a hundred, like Jesus film adaptations, Christ. and it just got right. way too much to handle.
0: Yeah, I can see that happening.
1: Yeah, it got it. Got too uh, out of uh, hand too quickly.
0: All righty, Ethan, do you know what time it is? Well, I don't know what that what that that was. some Oh, mm. uh, uh, Ethan, do you know time it is? Uh, what what time what time is what? What time it is right now.
1: Well, I mean, the clock is about to strike midnight. and <gasps> It's Christmas, David. <laughs> oh, fix and pitch, fix and pitch, fix and pitch. Rock, take all these movies. Some that a suck. That was a slant rhyme. Not really good. But another uh, movie that's... Uh, uh, hope these movies don't suck. Knock on wood. da 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 it is to fix and pitch, and sometimes we fix movies that are bad. So bad, so bad! Sometimes we pitch movies that are new and inventive and so red, so red! Uh, that's not even a part of Jingle Ball Rock, is it, huh? Fix and pitch, fix and pitch, fix and pitch rock. Now it is time for David to talk. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> <And> welcome to <laughs> Fix and Pitch. It is the ever-present segment with the ever-changing theme song uh we fix a already existing movie that we think had some potential or often no potential whatsoever um <laughs> and then we also pitch a brand new brand new movie uh we always start off with the fix and this week it falls on our dear friend david that is me um so <laughs> let's reintroduce ourselves at this point in the episode in case they forgot <laughs>
0: I'm David, <laughs> and Join I'm Ethan. Good at et et <laughs> You can also find him by that name on Pornhub. Yep, and you can find, um, follow me on Twitter at BigWeenieMeanie. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave somebody an actual follower. Oh my god, you know uh, somebody's got it. hundred uh, percent. Um, so Ethan. Set the rule because Ethan is a mad dictator mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. his podcasts and organization, and he said you better make your fix a uh, a a a, a
1: holiday themed movie. Yeah, yeah. We got. I mean, it's yeah. this tis the season. You and you that tis the me, reason.
0: <laughs> you also told me that if I did not, you would uh, come to my you know, house. No I think we should put. On, I think we should, we should put the Chris back in Christmas. You know what I mean? He said he would show back up at my house <laughs> um, the eve before Christmas Eve and make sure that there was no Christmas Eve for me to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, I thought, shit, that's a little spooky and scary. Mm. But also, <laughs> Holiday 3. Mm. Just like the movie I'm fixing this time, which is A Christmas Horror Story. Which is an actual movie. That's like the, that's the title. It's a great title. That's the right? title? That's the fucking title, dude. Oh, wow. Came out, came out in 2015. Uh, that's now, a genre, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> a Christmas story. I don't know, right? Well, I guess Noah Baumbach did just make Marriage Story, <laughs> which is... <laughs> he, he also made a squid and a whale, which, I mean, come on. That's not a genre, though. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Um, <laughs> so, I'm gonna make... This is gonna be probably, like, the quickest fix ever. Also, Gangs of New York is just every Scorsese movie, right? bitch <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a quick fix so i think we can keep the budget low with this one and keep like the actors in here i've never heard of this film at all i'm gonna look it up as you as you break this down oh dude the the, the fucking poster's phenomenal said
1: it's called a christmas horror movie
0: Yes, it's an anthology horror movie where all four horror stories are Christmas-themed. And, and you watched this 2015 yes. film. I watched this in Florida with Marissa, not even during Christmas. Yo, this
1: Just poster like. straight up sucks.
0: No, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Santa with the fucking uh, like spiky spiky pole thing yeah. against uh, Krampus. Uh, also, the fourth the fourth story in this takes place in the North Pole with Sandy Claus, battling zombie everything. Zombie elves, zombie deer. So, it's fu- are we keeping William Shatner's DJ Dan? What? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's what we're going to do to fix this. First of all, we're going to scrub three directors for this anthology. We need one singular voice that can see this through. And who we're going to bring in here is Michael Doherty, who did Trick or Treat. Okay. Right? He gets he can do anthology, and he can also do what, what I want to, the big change to this be, which is a more connected anthology. I want the stories to mesh together into one story. So if you look at each one individually, it works. But if you look at it as a whole, which you will do if you're watching the movie, it would also mesh and make the story fluid.
1: I don't think I should have looked this movie up because there is a news article... Right here that says, Krampus is less scary, more sexy in a Christmas horror story. And now I have to watch it. So that sucks that now I have to watch this movie. I think it's on Netflix. Oh my god.
0: Um, (laughs) So what we're also going to do with this is make the stories all connected. Now what I'm thinking is is that this could be uh, around a family who opens up with the basic plot of a child wanting to mail his letter to the North Pole. Chanty, Yes. Um, And then we can, you know, all that Michael's already kind of figure out how to get from point A to then, we're gonna end it with point uh, D which would still be that final story of zombie everything. Zombie elves. Because zombie elves is awesome, right? Little fucking helper elves. Uh, It's great. Um, Is it not great? It sounds wild. <laughs> it sounds fucking great. They're little, and he's just like fucking golf. So, gulf-
1: I, I, I haven't heard a thing needing fixed. <laughs> Conne-
0: connection. We're, and we're, we're, we're making a child go to the North Pole. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it sounds like a perfect movie. Oh, I mean, it's basically a perfect movie. I give it five stars. Um, The other thing that we're going to do, which is really going to make this a lot better, mm-hmm. is we're going to change... The fucking title of this movie From a Christmas <laughs> horror story To The Night Before Christmas That's already That's already a movie? That's
1: already many movies
0: That's Well I, I do
1: Um You can't do The Nightmare Before Christmas Cause that's also already a thing Uh
0: No Uh The Night Before Christmas Not A Night Before Christmas Damn it That is also one You know what Alex Lander Cliff Fuck you Okay, your nineteen sixty one piece of shit movie. Oh, it's also another. T- it's a TV movie as well. Um, we're still gonna call it the night before Christmas. Okay, that's fine. I mean, there's only like four movies called it, so what's it gonna hurt to take that title? <laughs> um, plus, I think it also gives a little spooky aspect to it. You know, yeah, and, and and hey, Christmas. if Robert Eggers can get away with just calling his film "The Witch," which it's actually the witch, the witch. All right, it's the witch. <laughs> it's the witch. Um, mine's not gonna have a W with a. Two V's. Two V's. I got a weird pitch, um, and it's one that <laughs> I, you said, I got a weird. I got a weird dick.
1: I got a weird. Hey, <laughs> I got a weird dick. <laughs> 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 um, so I kind of went a roundabout way in this. Is that I, yeah. I heard I there was a news story a few months back that you may remember. Oh. Um, that said that they were going to remake a movie. And so instead of creating a brand new movie, I I figured out what is the You're... best possible outcome we could get for a remake. Dope. Um. So Disney Plus has plans to remake Home Alone. Oh my which god. Which is a bad right. idea. Right? Yeah. So I started yep. thinking, what is the best way we can remake a Home Alone movie? And I started to think about what are some, like... What format should it be in? This is Home Alone as made by Leica Studios.
0: Oh fuck, dude, yes.
1: Um I think one of the biggest problems that Leica Studios has for its films is that the story is and characters are a little weak. Right? Yeah. The animation's gorgeous. So if you give them already a really like solid story structure and relatable characters. It's gonna be a great movie, mm-hmm. right? Totally, um, I'm sold. Like, I, that's it. I, I'm sold. It's, it could be the whole pitch. I'd have a little bit more. Um, okay. I have some cast here. Uh, Travis Knight is probably gonna be the one directing it. That's the same one that did Kubo and the Two Strings. Just Thank he's you. he's a like alum. He he
0: yeah knows he's everyone. Like yeah. alum. Yeah. I like that. That's uh, that rolls off the tongue yeah. very Thank you. nicely. Thank you. Um, all right, so here's who's here's what we got. Uh,
1: we need we need a child star. Obviously, I think, I think it could be easy to be like, we're going to have Tom Holland do the voice. I'm like, nah, I don't know. I want someone younger. And I want yeah. Roman Griffith, Griffin Davis, the star yeah. of JoJo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, I think he would play that wonderfully. He kill
0: it. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, now, I know what you're thinking, Ethan. If Joe Pesci was iconic as the Wet Bandits. Who are we going to have as the Wet Bandits? J.K. Simmons and John Hamm. Damn. So J.K. Simmons is is uh, the, the the Joe Pesci. Yeah, J.K. Simmons plays Harry, and John Ham is Marv, and I don't think he need to do much else. I think it's already really good with that. Um, obviously, like the the main like tracking or uh, the main home invasion part is iconic already. But think about all the other side things they have in the movie. You know, like him. Uh, like running away from the police officer and like sliding through all the ice skaters yeah. will look gorgeous. you also will have um just like him going around doing random stuff uh, like just jo- normal home stuff um you have I think you need- I think the the character of the the, the dude with the shovel will okay, play wonderfully like I, I don't know every part of it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, no, I like that a lot. That'd be actually really fucking cool. And, like, they um, can
1: change some story beats, but they, honestly, could just remake Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, to a T. And it'll still be super enjoyable. Because if they just did live action, it would just be, um, like, lifeless, you know? Yeah. But if you if you change it into 40... Also, it's kind of a, a backlash at Disney taking all these animated
0: movies and making them live action.
1: Just do the reverse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You know? That would be really cool. And really, dude, like, some of the things would look so, like, the whole, like, a uh, hat on fire thing. All of it would look so good. Yeah. I'm sold. You sold me. I'm right? also sold to, I mean, as soon as you said, like, a studios, I was like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it was
1: one that, it's not, my, it's not my usual way of coming up with a pitch. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, man. It started out as a problem of, like, what's the best possible outcome, to the point where I'm like, I would fucking love to see this.
0: But now, what they actually are going to do, though, is cast Tom Holland. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. And just going to be spies in disguise. Yeah. I can see Uh, you and my butt at the same time. Hey, hey, Ethan, is there anything that you have on uh, your... uh... Your, your, your wish list? Oh, absolutely,
1: David. I wish that people, one, have a have a very happy holiday season, but also give us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars uh, if you're feeling generous. Um, send us an email, featurecastquestions at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and follow our socials, whether that be Twitter or Letterboxd um, or Instagram or Facebook. All of that's going to be uh, down in the description. Uh, click those links. Get get us that money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, become a patron. Uh, you'll get some bonus stuff. You'll have a, a, a one-on-one connection with us. Uh, yeah. we'll come to your house, give you a little kiss on the lips, a little, <laughs> um, uh. and <laughs> that's an exclusive tier though. You uh, pay hey, big money That's You gotta pay for lips. the biggest
0: tier and then you gotta, you gotta contact us and, uh, Venmo us some other cash. We're <laughs> <For> whores, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, I kid, I kid. The sex
1: industry is a complicated business, and I do not uh, purport to, to know enough about it. Uh, and these lips are not to be solicited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think that'll do it, though, Ethan. Uh, I, I hope you have a great holiday with your friends. Yeah, I'm sorry I made you watch Mac and Me. <laughs> yeah, dude, Uh f- Fuck you. <laughs> um.
1: That's a very fine Christmas. A uh, fuck you, or or eat shit, eat shit, definitely eat shit.
0: <laughs> I.
1: That's how we ended. That's you can just cut.